racist landlord refuses to help interracial couple with lease. So I get him fired and get free rent in the process. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. After graduating college, my girlfriend and I moved to a new state, where she was accepted into an engineering program. We found a lovely garden apartment style complex that advertised 100 megabytes per second internet speed included in the price among a few other amenities. When we met the property manager, he seemed strict but well-mannered, nothing out of the ordinary, until we signed the lease. The first problem, suddenly walking into his office was not allowed without an appointment. I had come by to ask a question, saw him browsing social media, and figured he was as available as he made himself to us when we first came by, unannounced to view a model apartment. Nope. He refused to answer my question and asked me to make an appointment via email. The second problem. The terms of our lease included an attachment to complete within 48 hours of accepting the keys that details all discrepancies within the unit. We submitted the attachment via email around the 40th hour. The property manager responded that the terms recently changed from 48 to 24, and since since we had passed 24 hours, we would be held liable for all found damages. When citing our copy of the lease, which explicitly stated 48 hours, he informed us that we signed an outdated copy and would need to make an appointment to come by the office and sign a new lease. The third problem. The internet speed was not 100 megabytes per second as advertised. It was less than 15 megabytes per second off-peak and about around 5 megabytes per second on-peak. We again contacted the property manager to complain, but were referred to make an appointment. The fourth problem. We made an appointment to address the previous three problems. During this meeting and after I finished voicing our issues, the property manager leans forward and says, there are other communities in this neighborhood that may be more accepting of people like you and your girlfriend. You're welcome to break the lease and leave. People like you and your girlfriend. I had thought he was referencing our no-nonsense response to his nonsense. Daily communication, scheduling multiple meetings to address these issues, etc. But my girlfriend believed he was speaking towards our skin colors. Her, a black woman, and myself, a white man. My girlfriend jokingly told me to check my privilege before getting serious, and explaining to me that we were experiencing discrimination at the very least. Now for the solution. I did some research and discovered the property manager worked for a larger organization that owned several complexes throughout the country. I found their director of human resources on LinkedIn and made a connection. I then emailed her copies of all email correspondence, screenshots of the lease, pictures of the internet speed flags advertised by the road, and more shots of online speed tests. We further noted his comment and the implications behind it. The human resources director replied within a few hours and promised us she would look into the issue. About two days later, the property manager called and asked us to come by his office at our convenience. We showed up near the end of the day and sat down across from him. He then proceeded to ask us if we would be willing to write a letter stating that we accepted his apology, despite not yet offering said apology, and in return he would credit us a month's rent, accept our damages attachment, and promise to have the ISP on site within a week to assess the internet issues. We declined. He got personal with us and revealed his job may be at stake, and asked us to reconsider. My girlfriend leaned forward and said, 
There are communities in this neighborhood that may be more accepting of people like you. You're welcome to leave. The property manager was replaced in a week with a super sweet older woman who not only gave us all the things the original property manager had promised, one month credit, accepting the damages attachment, and then further scheduling maintenance to fix said damages, having the ISP assess and upgrade the internet to promise speeds, but she also made it clear her office was always open for anything we may need. I looked up the old property manager about a few months later on LinkedIn, still unemployed. This is just gross. It's quite blatant what he was trying to say with that comment. It's frankly a disgusting attitude to have in the first place. And for him to call you in there and try and make an agreement before he apologizes really shows how gross this guy really is. You know that's not going to be a genuine apology. He's just saying it to save his own butt. And if I were our original poster at that point, I would be actively doing anything I can to get you out of there. Not doing you any kind of favors. If you're going to act like a jerk, you're going to get treated like a jerk. And you can go live with all the other jerks in the neighborhood where they're more accepting of people like you. Scammer trying to rip off my client tries to convince them that I'm the one ripping them off and that I don't actually work at the bank, which we are currently standing in. I work at a bank, and one of the most common queries we get from customers is if a phone call they've received is actually from us or a scam. This happened when I had only been working at the bank for a few months, but a customer came in saying he'd been getting multiple phone calls a day from the bank saying he needed to transfer money out to a safe account, so came in to see what was actually going on. After checking records, it definitely was not us calling him. Top tip, your bank would never ask you to transfer money anywhere. I told him to stop answering the phone and just block the number. It was at this point they tried calling him again, so we decided to have some fun. The customer answered the phone and the scammer started the spiel that he needed to go into the bank and transfer money straight away. It was urgent, but to tell us that the money was for family. He replied, well, I'm actually at the bank right now. I'll hand you over to the cashier and you can tell her the details. I didn't know what to expect on the other end of the phone, but after introducing myself to the scammer, who at this point was probably in a panic, they started cursing me and telling me it was wrong for me to pretend to work for a bank. And how dare I put people in danger and try to steal their money? I then pointed out that it was he in fact that was doing that and again got, you don't work for the bank, you're a scammer, blah blah blah. The customer and myself let him go on for another minute and then just hung up. Surprisingly, this has happened to other colleagues of mine. I don't know what the scammers think they're going to achieve at this point, because the customer is obviously not going to believe an anonymous person on the phone that a fully uniformed employee in front of them doesn't work for the bank. But who knows? Arguing back with scammers can be a bit of fun for us, especially knowing some of the damage those jerks cause. Ugh, these kinds of people are the absolute worst. Their primary targets are old people who don't really know any better and don't understand that they're being scammed. They're willing to take people's life savings over the phone and lie the whole way along. This one had clearly been caught, but was somehow trying to desperately save his own butt and walk away with a buck. If you guys ever get calls or texts like this, do not respond. Never go through an outside number contacting you. You hang up the phone and call the number on the back of the card. That way, you know you're speaking to an official representative of that company. My entitled aunt insists that my Christmas present is for her daughter. 
This story takes place when I was about eight or nine years old. My mom's sister and I were visiting my aunt and my older cousin, who's about a year older than me, for Christmas and staying there for a couple of weeks. My cousin was also celebrating her birthday a little after Christmas, and so we saved some of her gifts for that party since it would be easier. After we'd eaten the cupcakes and sang happy birthday, it was time for her to open her gifts. So my mom brought them out for her. She opens a gift and it was an Equestria girl singing Pinkie Pie doll. Since we all enjoyed that series and it was her favorite character. She opens the next and it was the exact same doll that was meant to be given to me for Christmas, but got mixed up in there somehow. My mom goes up to her and says, sorry honey, that one wasn't meant for you. We just put the wrong toy in your pile of presents. My older cousin gives the toy back. My cousin was completely fine with it, but that's when my entitled aunt comes in. She grabs the toy from my mom and says, she opened the toy, it's hers now. I look at my aunt and say, but Mama said that one was meant for me. My mom asks for the doll back from my aunt and picks up the wrapping paper that had the label with my name on it and says, I specifically got these matching dolls for them to match. It's not fair if older cousin gets both of them. Well, she should have both of them since it's her birthday and she'll just keep both in case one of them breaks. At this point, my older cousin comes in trying to diffuse things before it gets any worse and says, Mom, let her have the doll. I don't even play with dolls unless they're here anyway. Anyways, entitled aunt getting pretty loud says, no, you're keeping the doll. Even though my older cousin and I were only about a year or two apart, I was a really sensitive kid. So this hit me pretty hard. It would have been fine otherwise. But at the time, it was one of the worst years of my life. At this point, my sister had also gotten into the conversation, and my mom and entitled aunt are arguing. My older cousin and I just go into the other room while it all plays out, trying to play with the other dolls we'd gotten together. My mom eventually wins the argument and gets the doll back, but entitled aunt and my mom were mad at each other for the rest of this day. Several years later, my aunt still acts like this, but a lot worse, and last time to the point where she attacked my sister and I. But that's a story for another time. How are you going to sit there and literally take toys away from kids? Honestly, your kid already has the exact same one. There was clearly a mix-up. You're really going to get into an argument over this and think that you're in the right? Come on. I don't understand how people like this can possibly view themselves as a decent person. You know in her mind she thinks she's right. Honestly, just don't be a jerk. My parents grounded me for the entire summer because they thought I gave my six-year-old sister beer. I was about 12 or 13 and was babysitting my sister and her friend. They were playing house and they found some empty beer cans my parents had just finished before going out. They asked if they could play with them. I cleaned them out and let them have them. About two days later, my dad bursts into my room screaming at me for giving a six-year-old beer. Mind you, I was still asleep when he burst in, so I was completely confused. Later, he showed me the empty cans in my sister's room and asked why I let them drink. I tried to explain the situation. They were empty, I rinsed them out, and put water in them. He didn't believe me, because my sister was so adamant about me getting grounded. Summertime, no phone, no going out, no allowance, but still had to do the chores. And no pool. We had one in the yard. Two months, mostly my whole summer, grounded. To say that I was ticked off is an understatement. So being older and wiser, I tricked her into a confession. I asked my mom to stand by the kitchen window. It was open and led to our porch. I asked my sister after a bunch of small talk, why did you lie to mom and dad about me giving you beer when it was water? 
Her reply was, so you'd get in trouble. My mom flew out of the kitchen with the wooden spoon. This was well over 30 years ago, so this was much more commonplace in that day. And my sister got a spanking and a grounding. And I was repaid my allowance plus some. And was allowed a pool party that weekend that I invited all the kids in the neighborhood to, including my sister's friends. She watched from her room all day. Now, as adults, we laugh about it. But honestly, kids can be straight up jerks. Yeah, this is one of those kids will be kids situations. This is just the kind of thing siblings do sometimes. It sucks as the parent trying to weed out what actually happened, but you can only do your best. Obviously, the parents would be pretty upset if they thought that the six-year-old had been drinking beer. I'd like to think that any 12 or 13 year old would know that that's a really bad thing to do and that you would have a little more trust in them, but I guess they're just reacting in the moment. Either way, yeah, it's a six year old. Surely you can outwit them and come out of this on top. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com podcast. I called out my sister's good-for-nothing boyfriend and told him to go get a job. My sister, 22, is starting med school in the fall. She's been dating Jack, 23, since high school. He's been in college for five years now, changed his major twice, and only has an associate's. We were having dinner to celebrate my sister, and my whole family was there. Jack decided to tell everyone at my sister's dinner that his parents told them they wouldn't pay for his schooling anymore. My sister started to comfort and reassure him. It ticked me off that 
that she had to do that at her own party. I told the boyfriend I could help him with his resume, but he said he didn't need to work on his resume since he didn't have his degree yet. I asked what exactly his plan was, and he said he didn't have one yet. I changed the topic to my sister's upcoming trip she's taking with her friends. Jack then uses this to transition to talking about how he wants to apply to study abroad, but is not sure how he'll pay for it. I said, I've always found the best way to make money is with a job. He glared at me, and my dad changed the topic. After dinner, Jack came up to me and asked if I had a problem. I said I didn't appreciate him tainting my sister's event with his sob story about how he couldn't get a four-year degree in five years. He said I was a hypocrite with a useless art degree that doesn't even use my degree in my job. I said that's irrelevant because I have a job, and he should probably get one too because my sister's a student and can't afford to carry his worthless butt. He called me a self-righteous jerk and left. I've been thinking about it and I think I overreacted, and I could have just blown him off and not talked to him when he came up to me. I doubt cussing at him is going to convince him, so I probably shouldn't have done that. No, you did the right thing. He needed to be called out. If you don't say anything, this can go on for years. And then everyone's too heavily invested, and your sister's stuck in this relationship with this worthless no-good nobody. I would have said the same thing. You need money? Go get a job. Who cares if you don't have a degree? Go get a job at McDonald's or Starbucks. You need money. Be humble. Go get a job and make some. My sister thinks I'm going to forget a $37,000 debt just because she wants me to. My mother died about two months ago. She didn't leave behind much other than a paid-for house worth about 180 k and a little money in the bank. Mom announced a couple of years ago that she intended to leave her house to my sister Sarah, who takes care of her severely disabled son full-time. Mom said that she wanted to make sure they had a roof over their heads, and the rest of her kids could make it on their own. Sarah does struggle a lot, and has said many times that she wouldn't have been able to make it without Mom. When Mom died, she had some bills outstanding, but her biggest debt was that she owed me $37,000. I'd loaned her the money so that she could fix her plumbing and septic system, as well as making the house more handicapped friendly for Sarah and Jeremy. Mom had been paying me back every month. I have paperwork proving the money is owed. Here's the problem. If I file a claim against her estate like any other creditor would do, my brother, John, mom's executor, will have no choice but to pay it. But to do so, he'll have to sell the house since there isn't money in the estate to pay it any other way. Which means that Sarah and Jeremy will have to find a different place to live. I know mom wanted Sarah to have the house. There's also the issue that mom's will said Sarah got the house, but any money in the estate would be split evenly between the other four of us. So technically, we think that means Sarah would actually get nothing. John is talking to a lawyer to make sure he's reading that right. Sarah's also concerned that if she did get a large amount of money, John and I have both said that we would give her whatever we got from the house if it does get sold, that it could interfere with the help she gets from the government. John and Sarah are both pushing me to not file a claim against the estate, but if I don't, then the loan basically goes away. Sarah has said that she'll pay it back to me and would even sign a new loan. The trouble is that I don't believe her. She's borrowed money before and never paid it back. Not because she doesn't want to, but because she can't afford to. She struggled for money living with mom, so it's going to be even worse for her without mom paying the bills in the house as well. If I don't file a claim, I'll be out $37,000, and that's far more than I ever want to hand over as a gift, even to my sister. I've told John and Sarah that I'm officially filing a claim on Monday morning. They're both calling me a greedy jerk, 
and telling me I'm ignoring what mom wanted. I think it's unreasonable to expect me just to forget $37,000. Am I the jerk? I feel like the reactions on this one may vary, but I'm going to have to come down and say that, yeah, you're being a jerk. I understand that that is a lot of money, but you need to think about what you're doing to your family over $37,000 you clearly had to spare. Your sister has a disabled son, no home of her own, and is struggling to pay bills. And you're upset that you don't have $37,000 extra in your account? If anyone needs charity, it sounds like your sister does. For God's sake, help her out. You're 100% being a jerk about this. My brother is furious that I'm willing to look after his son when he isn't. I'm a 44-year-old male, and my younger brother, T37, and I have been in a huge fight in the last few days due to a recent event that happened in my family. To give you some context, T had a girlfriend in his early 20s. We didn't have a lot of interactions, and they broke up. He never told me exactly why. Well, it turns out that he got her pregnant, and when she told him, he simply said he wanted nothing to do with her or the baby. She gave birth to a boy, L, who's now 15. No one in my family knew about it since they never spoke again. The information that I got from his social worker isn't a lot, but this is everything I managed to gather. L and his mother lived together for two years before he was taken away from her due to neglect. Since then, L went from foster home to foster home. All I can say is that the system wasn't nice on him, and he endured a lot in it. He has partial hearing loss, apparently has PTSD and behavioral issues due to his surroundings. I'm not sure how they got the information that we're his biological family. Probably his biological mother finally told on T. I don't know if I'm angrier about him never telling us that he got another girl pregnant, or that he simply sent her away. Anyways, his social worker talked to my brother and asked him, to take L in. T asked for a DNA test, and it's 100% his child. L was introduced to my family, and honestly, L is a lovely kid. Everyone thought he would be difficult to deal with, but he's just a kid who desperately needs a family and somewhere safe away from everything he endured. But T explained that he wasn't going to take L in. He explained that he is another family now. To say I was angry is an understatement. I just can't understand. How dare him? Knowing everything he went through and knowing that if he says no, L will be forced back into the system that's failed him countless times to reject him. I fought a lot with my brother, but he wouldn't budge, saying that he can't bring an unknown child with mental problems to his house that he has small children in. So yesterday, I reached out to his social worker and asked her if I could be the one to foster L. I explained to her my brother's motives about the small children and told her that I wouldn't have that problem since my children are older than L, and it would be good for L to get used to his family that way. They liked the idea and started to look into it, and my brother was notified of that. We got into a new argument. He said that I have no right to do what I'm doing, that L is not real family. I said that he's rejecting his rights as a father to L, so he couldn't tell me what to do with his child. My brother got involved. He scolded T, but said I overstepped when I asked to foster him, since he's still T's child and it was obvious that he doesn't want L around. I'm not changing my mind if I'm actually the jerk. I won't let L go into the system again, but I want to know if I am being the jerk here. 
I think this is another one of those, no way in heck are you the jerk. I get that this might make your brother feel uncomfortable, but this is something that you feel you need to do. This is a kid in need who's a blood relative, and you're willing to look after them. Your brother is just making excuses as to not have an uncomfortable situation with his newfound son. If that's the moral bar he wants to set, that's entirely up to him. You've decided to set the bar a little higher and actually take care of this child. What you're doing for him massively outweighs your brother being a little ticked off. He's just going to have to get over it. Because at the end of the day, a kid having a roof over his head is more important than your brother's feelings. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot. Linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.